Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Reality Tea Podcast COVID-19 edition, where we will be discussing one of the 17 United Nations Sustainable Development Goals known as SDG. I'm your host, Arif Hakimi, and alongside with me here is... Hi, I'm Amri Mael. And for today's discussion, we'll be focusing on the first SDG, which stands for No Poverty. Before we proceed, allow me to explain what the United Nations 17 Sustainable Development Goals are all about. The Sustainable Development Goals are a blueprint for a better and more sustainable future for everyone. They discuss the the global problems that we face, including poverty, inequality, climate change, environmental destruction, peace and justice. Don't get confused with the Millennium Development Goals that has fewer goals in it. Unlike the formulated Sustainable Development Goals in 2015, there have not only been fewer goals, but the targets set have mainly been applied to the least developed or poor countries. The new priorities of the SDG set goals that call for all countries to take action. For today's topic, we'll be exploring poverty in Malaysia 2020 Nothing differs more than abstract and actual poverty. Due to the ongoing COVID-19 virus that had affected the globe since early 2020, poverty has become more clearer among the Malaysian society. As we are able to physically observe firsthand how Malaysians are currently struggling to go through the pandemic. Without further ado, let's proceed to today's words of advice. Thank you, Amiro. Ladies and gentlemen, the word of advice for today is to stay indoors if possible and only go out when it's necessary for either food, groceries, work or personal health requirements. And if you do so happen to go out, always wear a mask, scan your MySajatra app before entering a premise, watch your distance and always, always, always apply your hand sanitizer after coming in contact within a surface or an object. The next word of advice are Momo Control Order or MCO has been set by the government since the COVID-19 has started. These MCO are good for us actually and never ever go outside and avoid crowded places without any special purposes. Together, we can survive this. Uh, good evening, Otter. Today, we have a special Thank guest you. on board. Uh, of our podcast, I present to you, Dr. Mandarin Rima. How are you, Dr. Today in this evening? Thank you, thank you very much. I am fine, and I do hope you all pun okay juga. Eh? I hope you are all fine during this COVID time. Thank you, right. Dr. Okay. So, uh, I would like to tell more about uh, Dr. Mandarin Rima, one of the commissioner mm-hmm. of Suranjaya Asasi Manusia, Suhakam. Dr. Mandarin Rima was a member of the Malaysian government delegation to the United Nations Commission on the status of women in 2015 until 2017 and the Women and Economy Forum in 2012 in Russia. She has also collaborated extensively with government agencies and NGOs, in particular on economic empowerment programs. She was a TV radio panelist on RTM, TV3, mm-hmm. Sarawani, okay. TV9 and Bernama on economic and social issues. Oops. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. And we Thank would you. like to personally thank and appreciate Dr. Madeline Berma for spending her time with us this evening. Welcome, Doctor, to our humble podcast. 
Oh, thank you very much. And I am truly honored uh, by your kind invitation. It's not that every day you get an invitation by students. So thank you very much for having me on your podcast. Yeah? Thank you. Now let's get into our first segment on defining what is our topic for today. Okay, doctor, uh, could you define what okay. is poverty in academic mm-hmm. I have my own views of how to define poverty. Okay, academically, okay, you did ask me what is, uh, what is poverty. Now, theoretically, poverty is uh, defined as uh, where you cannot fulfill the basic needs. There is uh, what we call one is uh, absolute poverty, you measure poverty by absolute poverty. The other one is what we call subjective poverty. But lately, there are so many definitions of poverty. I can tell you people say there is such a thing called time poverty during COVID. Time poverty and there is also what we call multi-dimensions of poverty. But the standard one and one that has always been used to measure poverty has always been what we call the income line poverty line income now. Uh, in Malaysia and in many countries, we tend to use what we call as uh, absolute poverty. Mm-hmm. Absolute, yeah. Now, in Malay, it's called kemiskinan mutlak. In uh, the other one is uh, uh, just now I call you relative poverty, uh, ataupun uh, kemiskinan relative. And the third one lately, uh, there is a tendency, especially used by the Malaysian government, uh, because of the big hoo-ha about. Uh, poverty does not reflect the reality. So they came up with what we call multi-dimensional uh, poverty index. So, okay. Now, so there are three general ones. The others, you do, you can have it. You know, you know some people use different definitions, cultural, uh, uh, some people will call politics, but we tend to look at the economics. Oh, I see. Even though a lot of terms in poverty, but the objectives are still the same, which to eradicate it. A number of reports, statistics, and data about poverty have been released by you and your colleagues. However, after the recent finding by a representative from the UN, Professor Philip Austin, it suddenly became an eye-opening to the high authorities and politics. Why now? So recently, last year in 2019, the repertoire from the United Nations came to Malaysia. Okay, they interviewed people like me because I've been doing research. So I brought him all to the places in Malaysia. Uh, no, not all. Uh. So in uh, because I was a commissioner in Sarawak, so I brought him to some of the areas in Sarawak, uh, kawasan orang miskin. Di mana orang miskin, dia bukan saja dia miskin, dia rumah dia atas, kami ban pakai pendam. Pendam is kubur. Kubur, okay. Because of urbanization, they migrate to urban areas, duduk atas tempat slum areas. So, Dia, rumah dia makin, uh, kawasan tu makin berkembang but uh, uh, orang yang mati pun makin berkembang so in the end they don't have space, that's the collusion so the, the living have to make houses on top of kubur can you imagine? so uh, now, itu nombor satu so maknanya sekarang kemiskinan uh, so when the rapporteur came now, we in the academia in Malaysia has been talking about poverty for so long, so, telling them the line is hmm. tak realistic. 600, come on. You with 3,000 pun, you tak boleh hidup di Kuala Lumpur. Uh, so, yeah. So, so if you put 600 as a line, memang kerajaan tak ada masalah. Semua kata our poverty line, our, our, our incidence of poverty is very poor, and uh, very low. You faham tak? Okay, there is, there is a difference. What if you put the line as 600 and the other one is 2,000? So, 
pasti yang si Sandra tu you can proudly claim to the world oh we have solved our poverty problem tapi your poverty line is only 600 so that's why i remember my professor Jomo pernah kata senang aja you nak menghapus kemiskinan so kami pening kepala so he ask uh, how do you do it macam-macam dah dasar kerajaan then he just say you just lower the poverty line to 200 oh, in a second gone yeah because poverty is measured by those Uh, back by the poverty line. So uh, the rapporteur, nama dia Philip Alston, he yeah, came yeah. from the United Nations. So last year, uh, yeah, he came one month, he visited Malaysia, then he saw what poverty is in Malaysia. Okay, so that's when he commented and presented the report to the government. Then he said 600 or 800 or 700 is so abyss. Dia bawa tahu, oh kerajaan kita melompat. Because suddenly, He says the poverty line is unrealistic. So Malaysia's poverty, jumlah orang yang miskin, uh, tiba-tiba rendah. But he says the poverty line cannot be 600 or 700 or 800. So he brought it to the government. So YSB Azmin was not too happy at that time. But we were all saying, dari dulu dah kami dah cakap the poverty mm-hmm. line is wrong. So issue in poverty is the line. Like. So that's when under Tokpa, Tokpa, so uh, they, they revised the line. So now it's 2280. It's still not realistic. If you ask the non-theoretical one, very short aja. You tanya orang Melayu, tanya orang Iban, dan everything, dia kata bila dia tak ada anak. Dia kata dia orang tu miskin. Yeah. Because anak adalah harta. Ha, itu je. Okay. Okay, doctor. Um, after the yeah. recent announcement of the conditional movement control order, known as CNCO, yes. in your opinion, yeah. what is the current context and situation of poverty in Malaysia? Is it getting worse, or are we struggling through actually? There are two aspects to it. One is production. One is consumption. In terms of production, because uh, COVID merebak disebabkan oleh identity. Kita duduk ramai-ramai. So anything to do with production kilang kita kan ramai-ramai kat kilang kat office duduk happy-happy kena tutup. So activity economy semua tutup dari segi production. So tak boleh semua orang tak boleh datang kerja tak boleh buka. Oh that was really tough. So economic that's one side of economic dah berhenti. The other side with high density is what? Consumption. Kita pergi lepak kedai mama. Kita pergi tengok Uh, football dekat kedai, whatever. We go see concert, blah, 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 blah. We go traveling. That is called consumption because you pay for it. Government said, no, stop. So, production stop, consumption stop, the whole economy total lockdown. Mm-hmm. Yang paling sakit ialah mereka yang menjual di tepi jalan. Mm-hmm. Yang berniaga. Because dia bekerja sendiri, dia tidak wujud dalam sistem, dia tidak akan dapat bantuan dan dia tidak boleh ada debt moratorium dan dia juga tidak boleh dapatkan bantuan daripada kerajaan sebab mereka ini macam-macam yang macam kat Kelantan dia jual tepi jalan jual nasi lemak mak cik saya bukan ramai ini hari ni beli nasi dagang esok beli nasi lemak dia don't pay taxes because this one normally woman dalam tu dan juga orang yang you know dia nak jual senang kan dia pergi dia jual start pukul 7 Nanti dia pukul 9 dah habis dah. Adalah dia dapat dulu, dia dapatlah RM30, RM40 sehari. Not bad. Sekali semua berhenti. Putus makanan, putus pendapatan. Ada yang kata, today dari ni, 299 orang bunuh diri. PKP. Okay? 
you cannot imagine the intensity of the problem until you listen to them bercerita yang menangis ya tapi kami tak boleh buat apa tetapi cuma orang seperti saya ah ha, macam itulah when you people want to talk to me i will tell you when i talk to the two of you you can understand a little bit better thank you very much dr madeline berma and amirul a very in-depth discussion indeed as we approach the end of our first segment regarding the definition of poverty and poverty as a whole in malaysia we'll be taking a 5 minute short break When we come back, we'll head into our third and final segment focusing on the Malaysian youth and poverty. Stay tuned. Arif, I am in the mid in choosing my next profession to pursue my degree. Okay, sure. I can help you out. What is your passion specifically in the communication field? I really like to talk and meet with people, especially in terms of socializing and managing events. Hmm, I see. If so, why not enroll yourself in public relations? What is public relations? Well, if you must know, the public relations known as PR program began back in 1972. The outcome of this program is the development of public relations professionals and practitioners who are passionate, competent and willing to contribute to the PR industry and the region. Well, Arif, thank you for the brief explanation about the PR major. I found it very interesting just listen to your explanation. There's one more question too. Why should I choose PR? Because Amiro, you'll be actively involved either directly and indirectly for the organization that you will be working for. Thus, this PR major will enhance your confidence to be better in terms of handling the public with the knowledge taught by FKPM lecturers. Welcome back to your favorite number one reality podcast, the COVID-19 edition. Well, this evening's issue is about the first SDG regarding no poverty. We've been through our first and second segments. Now let's march on towards our third and final segment of the evening. Um, Rote, just now yeah. you mentioned about uh, you are trying to convince people like us to use, but yes. actually, but actually, there's uh, after we find a research, there's there's a concern about the use, which is there's a phenomenal term invisible poor. Yeah. I am one of those yang early membawa cerita ni tentang invisible poor. The invisible poor. The invisible poor is exactly what you said. They go to gym. They naik motosikal. They go everything. And when you look at them, they are seen uh, to be non-poor. Outwardly, they use handphone, iPhone 12, the latest. So, okay, uh, it can be installment, duit mak bapa or sugar daddy, sugar mummy, and uh, uh, what do you call online? Uh, what do you call it? Social influencer, and you see that so many on the internet. You see so many of that internet. So, jadi this invisible poor, yes, technically they exist, tetapi punca lifestyle itu menjadi isu. Tetapi implikasi dia, implikasi dia tu yang dia makin berhutang sebab nak lifestyle dia. So benda-benda begini, dia nampak, it's a very small percentage. But if you buka aja your apa nama, uh, laptop and uh, or your internet, benda ni sudah mula menular dan dia menular di kalangan masyarakat kita. So that is a different form of poverty now. Uh, okay, Dr. Based on what we've discussed, Is financial education the only way to give a positive impact and to avoid poverty among the youth in the future? Only one of them. 
financial literacy is very important, not only to use because one of the problems is managing duit now, managing uh, fund. So I think the COVID provides that avenue to make our youth realize that uh, they need to equip themselves. Satu tadi disebut tu apa tadi the 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 skills in terms of financial. So they must have um, uh, apa kita apa yang what we said eh financial because there are many many different uh, skill. Uh, uh, maybe you can quote this. It's a 21st century skill is what they need to have. Okay, doctor. Um, a few weeks ago, Astro Awani uh, made a poll. Basically, a total of 55.7% of Malaysians voted when, uh, for the increase of our minimum wage. In your point of view, uh, would this actually solve our poverty issue? And if it does, why does it take so long for the government to actually consider this factor? Okay, minimum wage is a very tricky thing. In the world, usually, your minimum wage should be higher than poverty. Okay, our minimum wage is uh, one. Our minimum wage is one That was a raise from nine hundred. Mm-hmm. one thousand, and there was a big tussle on getting that line. Yet our poverty line is two to eight o. So you bayangkan your minimum wage is lower than your poverty line, which is quite ridiculous. Okay, now of course everybody, if you ask. Everybody wanted to increase their minimum wage, eh? especially now. But between employer and employee, who do you think want the increase? Can I cut upah minimum? Employee. employee. Okay, most. employer? What about employer? I don't think they... See? Able. Now. Mm. Yes. So that is exactly what is happening. They kata, productivity very poor. Pemaras pekerja Malaysia. Might as well pay the Bangladeshi 800. And yet, untung saya meningkat. See? That, that, that's also another issue about foreign workers. Yeah. So that's exactly it. So lagi kita mengambil foreign workers, we will never solve our uh, minimum wage. It's basically almost a wrap for the uh-huh. evening. So what is your word uh-huh. of advice to our fellow Malaysians out there, especially during this time of pandemic? Maybe you could share a few words of advice. Wow. What shall I share huh, with them? <clears throat> One need to increase the awareness that we kita kena kita kena jaga kita kita manfaatkan bantuan yang telah diberikan uh, dan dia manfaatkan duduk untuk diri kita untuk keluarga kita dan masyarakat kita sekeliling kat kampung you kan dan untuk negara thank you doctor um we both would also like to personally and gratefully say thank you doctor for being here with us thank you very much arif and juga amirul I'm so honored to be invited to share my views. Throughout the sessions, we can conclude that poverty are one of the social problems that we need to enhance our actions in terms of eradicating it, not just solving it. The actions are there, but now we need more actions and movements, not just by the governments, but the Malaysian society itself needs to take part in eradicating poverty in Malaysia. Thank you everyone for joining us this evening and special thanks and credits to Dr. Madeline Berma for her time and consideration for being a part of our podcast. I'm your favorite host, Arif Hakimi. Alongside with me here is... I'm Riman. I would like also to say thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more. See you on the next episode. Let's
listen to the tea with reality.